Fellas, you ever be in a situation where you laying it down, feel like you doing your thing, you know, in the bedroom, you look down at your lady and she give you that look. You know that look. That look that to a man, you think she's saying, oh my God, this man is taking me to another place. Somewhere I've never been. This is by far the best I've ever had. Who is he even? Who has this man become? And as I've gotten older, I've discovered that more times than not, that's not what she's thinking at all. She feels that, everything you just said. But what she's thinking is this man is a hoe. (laughs) This man is a slut. How the hell you get this good at something? The only way you get this good at anything is with a whole lot of practice. Sex ain't no different. Get off me, you disgusting man, you. You are a sick human being. I knew you was a hoe when I met you. (laughs) I think that's what that face means. You think you're on fire? But it's like NBA Jam. Because in order to be on fire, you had to hit quite a few strokes in a row. So you were knocking them down. So to her, yeah, you are on fire. It's just a different kind of fire than you thought. It ain't the Usher kind of burn. Or maybe it is. Welcome to In The Moment. Uh Yo, Usher, I rock with you, man. You my guy. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners and my new listeners. Episode 76. Give it up for yourself. You know what time it is. You are in the building with me. And you can be anywhere in the world, and I appreciate that. Thank you for joining me for another week. Locked and loaded. We ready to go in here. Buckle up. <laughs> Mostly because it's the law. But also because I feel like we're going to be on fire. I got an hour lined up for you. Out the gate, man. Clap it up for Kansas. As we say goodbye to Kansas season and we say hello to the Leos. I had a lot of things to say about the Kansas. I don't have anything bad to say anymore because my cancer video has done about 800,000 in about 24 hours. <laughs> Fam, Kansas might be my new favorite sign. I'm sorry. When y'all said y'all were waiting for my I hate your sign video, y'all were not playing. Now, if you're not familiar, I do these videos called I Hate Your Sign, and I talk about everybody's sign. And I've done, I did it a few years ago, but I've brought it back. It's new, it's fresh, it's just better. And I've done six signs, I have six more to go, and I do everybody's sign. I tell you all the things I hate, and I just released the cancer one, and the cancer one did, I think, 600,000 in 24 hours. I was blown away. I was blown away. And the last time I looked, we had about 800,000, and that's the most I've ever done. And certainly the most I've ever done that fast. So shout out to the cancers, because the cancers have been in my DMs more than any other sign. Like, yo, I'm ready. And I don't know why, because you're so damn sensitive. Y'all know y'all emotional. 
But y'all be the main ones talking about, talk about me. So I did it, and then y'all came outside, man. Shout out to y'all. I'm proud of that. TikTok is booming. Instagram is booming. All right, enough of being happy. Let's talk about why I'm mad. Stress been on my head. Why they test my feet? I'm just trying to I was on a plane going to New York. And not going to lie to y'all, I was a little excited. My first time flying first class. And I didn't do it to stunt. I didn't do it for any of those type of reasons. It just worked out when I bought the flight. It was worth it to get it. So I got it. And I thought to myself, this is going to be a hell of an experience. It's my first time I've worked for it. It's something to be proud of. I got on the flight, sit down, got all this room. They treat you very differently. It's sad, but they do. I mean, there's way more emphasis in the hello <laughs> when you're in first class. I, I mean, they, they ask you how you're doing more than they normally do. I don't even think I put my bag under the seat before they asked me if I needed anything. I've never experienced that. By the time they ask me if I need anything, we've landed. That's the kind of service I'm used to. So I sit up there. I'm thinking, this is great. They give me a little wet cloth, wipe my hands down. I got all this leg room. Someone comes in. She sits down next to me, says hello. I say hello. And that was it. And as we get in the air, <laughs> I start to smell something. And I knew it immediately. I know that smell. That's ass. <laughs> I mean, you know ass when you smell it. It don't take long. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. Not in first class. Like, this is not what I thought a first class experience was. I mean, this was a fart, man. Like, a fart fart. And I looked at the lady next to me and I thought to myself, two things. Number one, how could this come out of you? You don't look like you have this much going on. For you to smell like this, I don't understand. This is a really small, nice lady. I'm like, there's no way she's this violent. I don't believe that. Not for a second. The second thing was, well, it can't be anybody else. No one else is close to me, really, because I'm in the back part of the first class section. So it's kind of cut off, and then you got the comfort. I know that as potent as this smell is, it ain't come from them. And I know it ain't come from the people in front of me because there was no one in front of me. Those seats were empty. And I don't feel like it came from any other part of the plane. So that's when I realized it was her. And that's also when I realized that she was asleep. Wow. I always talked about how I can't stand when people fought on planes. And I thought it couldn't get worse than that. But it has. If you fought on planes and you sleep while you do it. So now I got to go through this on my own. You created this toxic ass environment that only I have to live in. You're going to sleep. And still fought. And I don't even know if, like, you have control over that at that point. So how mad can I really be? But still, what the fuck, lady? The least you can do is be awake. If you're going to let them fly while we're flying. The least you can do is be awake. My mouth was open. And your eyes are closed. And that's not an equation that's in my favor. You stink-ass woman. <laughs> Yo, she gave me the sweetest hello I've ever seen. Nice to see you here. Nice to see you too. Then immediately went to sleep and turned my row of the plane into a war zone. Just ass and snores. I wasn't ready. Wasn't exactly what I thought my first first class experience would be. 
It was the Delta variant. Who's next? I'm mad at the fact that I'm rusty when I go back to New York. I'm rusty. I realized it as soon as I landed. The swag, the energy, everything. Rusty. Not really getting it the way you normally do. Part of that was the pandemic. Part of that is I just haven't been home for a while. It's different energy. And I'm home with my grandma. We're kicking it, having the greatest time ever, as always. Hey, grandma. And (laughs) I knew I was rusty because my grandmother said something to me, and I didn't catch it at first for what it really was. And the old me would have caught it. But I'm standing there by the window, because that's the thing in New York. Big city thing. When you live in an apartment, a lot of the times you live looking out the window into the streets and into other windows, seeing what everyone else is doing with their life and if their life is better than yours. And I'm looking out the window and my grandmother goes, hey, Reese, you see Rufus? And I'm rusty. So I'm looking for Rufus. Have no idea who Rufus is or what business he has with my grandmother. But I'm looking. Normally you hear a name, you get an image. If you're looking for someone with that name, don't even realize you do it. Looking for an older man, hair not very well kept. (laughs) I don't know why. Just feel like Rufus (laughs) hasn't had a hair appointment in recent times. And if my grandmother knows Rufus to be in the street, well, it's probably not the cleanest looking guy either. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking. I said, no, Grandma, I don't see Rufus. Where is he? She said, probably in the garbage. He comes in and out. And I said, what? You mean Oscar? She said, no, it's a rat. I said, wait a minute. Why is, why do you have me looking out the window for a rat, Grandma? And why did you name him Rufus? Rufus the rat? Oh, I got to get you out of this apartment. No, ma'am. What you mean, Grandma? <laughs> but that's New York. You know how many times I was walking home from the subway and a rat jumped out the garbage? Sometimes you be so afraid you give him a name, too, in hopes that he'll leave you alone if he see you again. You want to become familiar with the rat. Take him to Cheers. Sometimes you want to go. Maybe he'll be familiar. Them rats are scary in New York. And they hop out on the trash, man. You ever, you ever had that moment? That moment show you who really tough. When you have something jump out on you, you ain't see it coming in the dark at night. Oh, man. There ain't too many real tough people in that moment. There's very few people who can remain tough. You ever thought something jumped out on you? Or looked at something and thought it was something that it wasn't? And got, woo, did one of those? And then you look down and realize it was just hair in a different kind of shape. You thought it was a snake. Now you feel like a bitch. I know. I've been there. Who's next? I'm mad at the fact that there's racism in bathrooms. I, I missed talking about this last week. I, get, I didn't get a chance to do it. But this came up on a bird show. I had no idea. I was mind blown. As a black man, I've gone into many a bathroom and tried to get some soap or tried to hit the sink. You know, the automated sink, and it don't work. But I never thought anything of it. I've always just tried a different sink, tried a different soap, and kept going on with my life. But when we talked about it on the Bird Show, apparently there was a TikTok that went viral where it literally showed that a lot of these automated sinks and things of that nature in the bathroom, when they're built, they're built to work off of a certain kind of light where you got to be a certain complexion in order to really hit it. In other words, it doesn't work for black people. The darker you are, the less of a chance you stand. And I didn't really think it was a thing until I asked all my black friends, yo, do you go through this? And they was like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, me too. There's been times I've been in the airport, at the movies or something. I had to hit every sink. 
Don't work, don't work, don't work. Oh, finally. Thought I was going to have to be one of these nasty asses. Oh, speaking of which, side note, I didn't even know I was going to go here. While I was in New York, I was chilling with a friend, and we went in the bathroom. And I was washing my hands, and he finished doing his business, and then naturally began to walk toward the door, right past the sinks. And granted, we were in a rush. I found time to wash my hands. And it was like too easy of a motion for him. It was automatic. From the stall to the door, no sink involved. He touched the doorknob, and I looked at him. And in an instant, it hit him. I can't do this in front of Mo. And he went back and he washed his hands. And he did it like nothing happened. But in my mind, I was like, no. I know what just happened, man. I saw the truth. You sick, sick man. All of these shows you've come to and you've heard me talk about people who use the bathroom and don't wash their hands. And you knew I was talking to you. You said nothing. You know how many fives I've given you, man? I thought about this, (laughs) y'all. How many times I've hugged this man? How many times this man has patted me on the back of my back? I think he might have even grabbed my neck out of excitement once. When he found out I was number one, he probably just finished doing a number one. And now it's on my neck. (sighs) Sweat so much I can't tell the difference. What is on my neck? All the times we played basketball together. You slapped me on the ass and told me good shot. Never understood why I did that anyway. But now I'm concerned. And the fact that you slapping me on my ass has my ass more concerned about your hand than your hand concerned about my ass says a lot about who we are in this friendship, man. Defines us. Not sure I want to be here anymore. <laughs> then as we're leaving that night, this man got the nerve to try to give me a pound on the way out. You know, I said, man, listen, I paused him so fast. Heisman, I ain't even fist bumping you. You gonna get an air five. It's nasty, man. I'm mad at it. And it's just as nasty as these sinks that don't work for black people. When all of my white friends were like, yo, I've never had that problem, I was genuinely mind blown. They was like, nah, it always works for me. I started paying attention. When I was in the airport, I was watching it. But the funny thing is, now that I'm actually paying attention, I feel like they're working more. It's like now that they know you're watching, they're trying to be more diverse. Reminds you what ES almost said too much. <laughs> Whoa. Who's that? I'm mad at this moment that happened the other day. Again, I was in a position where I thought someone was talking about one thing and they were talking about another. Seems to be happening to me quite often. Don't know why. Either I overthink or I underthink. I'm a Virgo, so that should be easy to figure out. But walking to this bar that I've heard a lot about, it's a place called Vortex here in Atlanta. (laughs) Heard good things. About the drinks, about the food. So I go, let's do it. I'm going to check it out. I walk in, and y'all going to have to excuse my language here because I got to say it how it happened. Sit down at the bar. They greet you like as soon as you walk in. Hey, one of those. What's up, brother? How you doing? Oh, Mo. What's up, my guy? How you doing? Slav. As soon as I get in there, right? He's like, oh, my God, man. This is a moment, bro. I love you, dude. I said, well, then it's love, baby. I love you, too. Let's drink. And he was like, nah, but you got to touch the dick first. Whoa, touch the what? Nah, man, this is crazy. Moe's in here. You got to touch the dick. I said, you're my guy. I heard you the first time, and I would appreciate it if you didn't say it a third. Not necessary. In fact, going to leave. He's like, nah, you can't leave. And everybody's like, turn around, turn around. I turn around. 
And there's a dick. There was a statue of a large penis. And I turned around and I said, oh, my God. And everybody was clapping. Yeah, there's the dick. And I'm like, nah, what is that? Why is that there? What is this? And he was like, you got to rub it. It's for good luck. And I look at the sign. That's what it says. Literally says, rub the dick for good luck. And everyone I was with started rubbing. And they were clapping. Yeah! I'm not doing that. They said, why? I said, well, for one, I already rubbed the tree at the Apollo. If you're from New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, you might. But the thing is, I've already rubbed something for good luck. That's the point. If you rub something else for good luck, it probably works the way two negatives seem to work. I don't want to ruin my luck. They were like, no, come on, man. It's all for a good time. I was like, no, it's not. Maybe I ruined the moment. I don't know, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. I wasn't mad at the situation. I thought it was great. Rub what you want to rub. I don't care. I just thought the moment in itself was hilarious that you walk in and that's what they say to you. They say you got to rub the dick and it's not a joke or anything, but they don't like tell you, ha ha, we're talking about the statue. And I'm like, I can't believe no one's been arrested here. Like this can't, this just doesn't feel like this can go this way, but that's the way it goes. And that's the kind of bar it is. And I had a great time. So it's not an endorsement, it's just a true story. Who's next? All right, let's get into shout-outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. She get overwhelmed. While we're talking about bars and lounges and nightlife, shout-out to Blue Martini. Right here in Atlanta. Simply because every time I go there, man, they really treat me well. I have a great time. Every time my family's in town, that's where we go. They took care of me after the show a couple weeks ago. So just shout out to them. It's a great place. It's a great time. And I appreciate when they take care of people. And I always get on here and I talk about the people I don't like. So every once in a while, you should talk about the people you do. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. Keeping it in line of the shout outs. Shout out to Simone Biles. name is definitely coming up in conversation a lot for good reason um if you're not familiar simone biles is but, um, yeah no 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 you good i appreciate you so our engineer brian just came in he was just trying to make sure that everything was okay because he saw me recording in the bird show studio and he thought i was recording in here because i wasn't in the jade and mo studio but i was telling him that i'm doing both i'm knocking one out in between knocking the other out but he was just worried. He's like, oh, no, it's something wrong because that's his mentality. That's what he does. That's his job, man. Sometimes a lot of people have those jobs where they do all the dirty work. They do all of the things that nobody wants to do and they don't get any of the credit. And that's just how it goes sometimes. And I've been on both ends of this. I've seen both sides of that coin. And so I'll always salute those guys. This man was on the roof of the building all night. Because he had to spray this device, I believe, every seven minutes in order for us to have cold air blow in the building. So he just slept on the roof. And those are the things you don't really hear about all the time on air. So shout out to Brian. The engineer here. He's amazing. And he walked in and I'm like, you are a hero, my friend. He's like, ah, stop it. I'm doing my job. And I'm like, no, you're going to get this work. <laughs> 
You know, like all of the great people don't ever want you to compliment them. They just want to be humble all the time. Like, no hell with that. Take these wings. You're my superhero, man. You fix the air. You had to sleep on a roof so that we could come in here and have some kind of air. If you're not a hero, I don't know who is. Batman my ass. Batman ain't never did nothing like that for me. I love Batman. Brian the Engineer is doper. That's Airman. Without air, you can't do shit. If you're not familiar, somehow, Simone Biles is an American gymnast competing in the Olympics. The greatest of all time. That's not a debate. It's not up for discussion. She is the greatest of all time. She is incredible. So good, in fact, that the other gymnast won't even attempt her moves. I think she has four moves named after her. The other gymnast won't even attempt them. It's not safe. (laughs) They can't do it. She's that incredible. And she decided to step away from competition for mental health reasons. And a whole lot of people had something to say. Well, here's how I feel. I didn't really get to dive too much into how I felt about this on a bird show, unfortunately. So I'll take the time here. There's a lot of talk about what Simone should have done. Should she have pushed through it, get through the injuries, fight for your country? Or did she do the right thing by saying, hey, I'm going through something and I need to step away? My thing is this. Coaches have always had a contradicting opinion on what you're supposed to do at times like this. Growing up, all of my coaches pretty much said, you play hurt, you fight through the injuries, you be there for your team, you get through it, right? At the same time, all of my coaches have also said, your head's not in the game tonight, son. Where are you? I need you to focus. You're letting your team down. If you're going to play like this, you might as well sit on the bench. (laughs) These same coaches have given these same messages at different times. So what's the truth? Because... At the end of the day, we're human, right? You can't expect us to be machines. But that's what a lot of people do when you get to a certain level. It's not only in sports. It's pretty much in anything that has to do with celebrity. But particularly in sports, when you reach a certain level, people all of a sudden forget that you're a human being. You have personal life. You have family. You have things you go through just like everybody else. Oh, but you make a lot of money. Fascinating how the people who don't make a lot of money always think the people who do are somehow not human anymore. Yeah, making a lot of money is great. Doesn't save you from everything. Now, the way I see the situation is a lot more simple than most. I always say, people in this world love to tell you what to do in shoes that they have never been in. And I don't get it. I really don't. It's similar to the thing of why, for as long as I'll ever be in radio, I feel like, people will always want me to talk more in a room where I'm not the only one talking. And a lot of that stems from the fact that I realize how annoying the person is who doesn't realize when it's time to shut up can be. So because of that, I've always wanted to know when it was my time to shut up and let somebody else have a chance. But for some reason, there are so many people who love the sound of their own voice so much that shut up doesn't exist to them. And there are just certain times in life, to me, where you should simply shut up. You don't have anything to add here. In this situation, we are talking about an Olympian. And so many people are commenting on 
what someone in the Olympics should do who has never been to the Olympics. Your YMCA career or experience doesn't qualify here, fam. No one cares how much you put up at Lifetime Athletics at the softball game for your company. Unqualify you here. That's not going to get you in the building. Why are you speaking on this woman? People love to talk without doing research. A lot of people didn't consider the fact that this sick man abused all of these young women. And Simone was one of them. She has to deal with that trauma and go back to this place and represent the very machine that failed her. They failed her and all of those young women who dealt with that abuse. They knew. They did nothing. That happens all too often. Just get the job done, right? No one cares. You don't care what you're going through. You're an athlete. Get it done. That's how y'all sound. The same way they sounded when they did nothing about what was happening to these young women. And how some people don't see that is crazy to me. It's exactly what they did. Here you come. You've never experienced that. You've never had to deal with that kind of trauma and walk back into the same room. Now I have to help the people who failed me on top of dealing with all the pressure of representing a country in the eyes of the world. What have you been through lately (laughs) where you can relate to that? In any way, just a little bit of research would have gave you this information of all that she's facing. I watched her documentary. She's been going through that kind of pressure for a very long time, long before the Olympics. Her family dynamic, all of it. Not my story to tell. You watch the documentary if you want to. But she's been through some things like a lot of us have. But the pressure, right? All these opinions from so many people who couldn't make a high school sports team. Perfect example, Charlie Kirk. I don't know where he is. Radio personality, apparently. Played his clip on the Bird Show. He had so much to say about Simone being selfish. Shame to the country. Sociopath. Didn't mention any of the things she went through. Probably no research done. Just a man with a whole lot of opinions. A lot of mouth. But you know what I did? The thing he didn't do. I did some research. Looked that guy up. Didn't take long for me to find that this is the same man who's doing commercials For back pain pills. Because his back hurt so much one day that he couldn't sit in a chair and talk. (laughs) It's a true story. He couldn't do it. So he had to go find some pills so he can talk. He was having a hard time. Talking. (laughs) Hey, Charlie. (laughs) They said the man didn't come to work a couple days because his back hurt. Took a few days off. You couldn't talk, Charlie? Because your back hurt? But Simone should have sucked it up, huh? (laughs) You kidding me? Why are you talking? Why is he talking? Shut up, Charlie. And everyone else who's never been in her shoes. What are y'all talking about? Why do these people have these opinions? I'm lost, man. There are certain times when things come up where I just simply know that's not my fight. I don't know. I can't do anything with that. If whatever words I'm going to give you about this won't matter. Because I have nothing to add there. I know when I don't have anything to add. That doesn't seem hard to me. But for whatever reason, it does for a lot of people. They won't shut up. They just keep talking. I never wanted to be that person. Naturally, it's not who I am. That's Charlie. No one who couldn't go to work where their job is to talk. Charlie, I got hit by a car and was at work quicker than you were from back pains. You suck it up. What are you talking about? My whole body hurt. But that's the problem. I was afraid to say, hey, I'm not ready. And I'm not the only one. 
Do you realize how many people are afraid every day to simply tell their job, I'm not ready. I'm not okay. That ain't just sports. That's with literally everything we all do. It's so bad that think about how many times, because I know I'm not the only person who has literally in life needed a mental day. You just wasn't there that day, man. Just didn't have it. Going through so many different things, you're just having one of those damn days. Monica said it best. It's just one of them days where I want to be all alone. Somebody feels me. And you do one or two things, typically, at least in my experience. You either go to work anyway, because you don't have a choice. You don't have a personal day. You don't have a vacation day. Or you lie. That's the crazy thing about it. Most people naturally lie when they simply just need a day. And you'll say, I'm sick. You might blame the kids. Whatever you got to do to just get a day. When in reality, you should be able to say, yo, I need a mental health day. I'm fucked up. I'm not okay today. I'm not going to be able to give you my best. Because I'm human and I'm going through it. Most people are terrified to actually say that because of what may happen if they do. And when you really think about it, that's crazy. There should never be a point in human-to-human interaction where you should be ashamed to say, I need a mental health day. I don't have it. You can't do that. And you know how many times in my life I sucked it up because I didn't believe that was an option and I went to work anyway and I sucked at work and then I felt the pressure of sucking at work, being insecure, knowing I'm not getting it done, manager on my ass. Why are you like this today? Because I'm fucked up, man. (laughs) That's why. And I couldn't ask you for a mental health day. So I'm here. All right. But I'm going to be a piece of shit all day. That's just what it's going to be. You can't do that. Because now you're going to have a whole lot of mental health days. Because you're fired. (laughs) This is what we go through. Why? Because of the mindset of the people who have anything negative to say about Simone Biles. That's why. And that's why she's a hero. Naomi Osaka, the same. Yes, I'm for it. Because I've seen a lot of athletes push through it. Do it anyway. The same way we all have to do when we don't want to. But when those same athletes struggle with drugs, family, life, money, whatever, you know what they do? The same people who were telling them, do it anyway, they laugh. Now it's funny. Now it's funny that your favorite athlete is out here, a shell of himself. Don't know what to do because he pushed through it. And now it's funny. And that's why you don't live for anybody else, man, ever. They don't care. Look at Simone. I don't care how y'all feel. Look at Naomi. I don't care how y'all feel. You really think a woman who worked that damn hard, going back to the doc, that a lot of these people who are talking probably haven't seen, but Simone worked hard, bro. And I shouldn't have to tell you that. You know that. So you think with all that work she put in, she dedicated her entire life to this. She just going to walk away because she don't have the stuff. You would have taped up and went out there, though, at the YMCA, though, huh, Charlie? Back pain and all. 
A lot of sheep talking about what it's like to be a goat. Mind your business. Stay in your lane. It ain't that hard. Talk about the things you can relate to. Be about the things you talk about. You won't have a lot of issues. Typically, if you stay in your lane, there's not a lot of accidents. You get out your lane, well, things happen. And I just wish people would have to be about what they talk about. And I wish people would have to have just a tad bit of experience when they decide to try to bring somebody else down. It's clown behavior. Shout out to Simone. Who's next? Yo, what is Yaya Mayweather talking about? Yaya Mayweather is Floyd Mayweather's daughter. And she had a baby. Some of these baby posts are going too far. Like, what are y'all talking about? Yaya Mayweather posted a picture of her baby's feet. And that was all the picture was. It was just her and her baby's feet. And she asked, whose feet does the baby have? Between her and her baby's father. Yaya, how the hell are we supposed to know to answer that question? Ain't nobody looking at your feet like that or his feet like that. And you ain't post the feet for us to look at even if we were. But no one's doing that. Are y'all that bored with y'all babies? <laughs> Whatever happened to asking whose eyes does he have? Whose nose? Maybe people will know. Whose feet? The hell has that become a thing? Hopefully yours. Because then he could probably box like your dad. Be the greatest defender ever. Why would he want to have that other guy's feet? To be a rapper? Hope the baby has her feet. But who asked that question? Who's next? Cash Doll sent a tweet out. Cash Doll is a rapper. And the tweet said, why is it so hard for people to mind their business? And I like the tweet. Because I asked the same question. Just like with the Simone Biles talk earlier. Why is it so hard? Mind your business. Stay in your lane, right? My problem wasn't with her tweet. It was with the responses. There was so many responses to this tweet. I mean, person after person. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, that. Oh, this. I mean, like, thousands upon thousands of responses. And it pissed me off. You know why? Because I know good and damn well not that many of you are minding your business. Y'all are lying. There's probably 12 people on the earth that mind their business. So don't you go trying to convince me that all one million of you in her comments are minding your business. Because if you were, you wouldn't have saw her tweet to begin with. And even if you did see it, you damn sure wouldn't have took the time to comment on it because you would have been too busy minding your business. Liars. All of you. And I'm tired of it. Who's next? All right, let's keep it on it. I just want the truth in everything you say. Pain inside my heart that you can't take Yo, away. man, I realized I that I have to stop caring so much. I said it. I do. And I realized this because of my episode last week. That was the solution. Now, it's levels to caring, right? Because, because I know people who care a lot about what people think, like to the point where it's almost difficult for them to live their life. And I've always felt like it's funny in a way how two of the harder things to do you would think would be the easiest. Like, I've realized that people really have a difficult time loving themselves and not caring what other people think. Those two things are a struggle for a lot of people. And when you really think about it, they should be easy. It's kind of crazy that some people actually find it easier to love other people than they do to love themselves. 
But it's a thing, and I know it's a thing because I've gone through it personally. There was certainly a time when I found it difficult to love myself, and it showed in the way that I lived. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. And it's the same thing with caring about what anyone says or thinks. And because I've come so far, I thought that I was at a level of which I'm, I'm not quite there yet because I used to care a lot more what people thought. And I have friends, I have family who go through this today where they still do. And I was put in a position where I had to stop because you get a certain amount of comments, you get a certain amount of DMs, and it even hits you in dealing with your family, man. Because to be honest, you start to do well for yourself. You see some truths come out within your own family. I felt it. I've felt it from day one till now. Some of your family will go as far as coming out to support you, but still not necessarily be happy for you. Piece of that is because they're just not happy for themselves. But if you're a person who takes things like that personal, it'll hit you. How could you not clap for me? How could you not be happy for me? I get the people who don't know me. They don't owe me that. But you, you know my struggles. You know what I've been through. You know how hard it is. You come from the same cloth I do. How could you, of all people, not be one of my biggest fans? It'll hurt, but it's a reality. You deal with it. But you got to get to a point where you don't care. I've gotten to a point where I don't care about most of the things. I realized when that woman said some things about my grandmother, I realized when the other woman said some things about me being racist, both were ridiculous. Had a great week. Thank you for all the responses from y'all saying that it was ridiculous indeed and that you understood. I appreciate that. But the lesson in it, as always, was deeper than the action. Because my sister said to me, Reese, God is trying to tell you something. You got to figure out what it is. He's trying to give you a lesson. Go figure out the lesson. I said, she's right. So I prayed on it. Came easy, quick. And it was the most simple lesson in the world. It always is. Here I go overthinking things. What does this mean? And I turned on The Shy. Shout out to you if you watch The Shy. Great show. But I'm watching it and I'm not going to give anything away if you do watch it. But there's a scene when someone basically says, my dad once told me, that when you truly start living in your purpose, when you're asking to level up and you start leveling up, they're going to throw some rocks at you. And they're going to keep throwing rocks at you and them rocks going to get bigger and bigger. It's basically what she said. And in that moment, it hit me. Because as that's happening, I'm thinking to myself, this is all over the astrology video. That's how that started, where that woman talked about my grandmother. And this is over me having a voice. That's where that started with that woman who said I was racist. And here I am, now I released this cancer video. It's damn near at a million views. It's more people. It's more comments. And and it's only going to get bigger. (laughs) Put me in front of more people. More eyes. Which means more mouths. Which means more comments. And boy, it couldn't be any more clear. God couldn't be any louder in saying, Hey, you said you want me to take you somewhere, right? Well, I need you to be ready. Or you can't go. It's that simple. We ask for things sometimes that we don't even realize we are not necessarily prepared for. I almost kind of look at it like when you're a kid, you think you're ready to take on the world. Your parents know better. Sit your ass down. You're going to hurt yourself. You don't know. I got this, mom. No, you don't. Sit your stupid ass down. It's the same way as an adult, man. I got this, God. Sit your stupid... (laughs) 
He probably don't say it like that. But it's the same thing. You ain't ready for what you think you're ready for. And when you are, we out of here. Who was I to think that I was ready to start to get a million views on each video? And I can't deal with a sick woman telling me something crazy about my grandmother. If that's going to come a dime a dozen, let's go. But you got to be ready first. That's how it works. Get the lesson. Got to stop caring. Can't matter at all. Not even a little bit. Wherever you going in your life before you level up, whatever's coming with the next level, you got to be ready. Or it ain't going to happen. That's the way it works. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was a surgeon assistant. And one day I was like, yo, you know what's funny? He was like, what? Because we were drinking. And we both had to be at work the next day. And he gets up just as early as I get up. But we do two completely different things. And I was like, you know what's funny? He said, what? It's been a few times I've had some drinks with people and they've said to me, I don't know how you're going to make it at work tomorrow. I don't know how you do what you do hungover. Like, how are you here with me having these drinks and you're going to get up in the morning and be Mo on the bird show? And I'm like, man, I don't know. Figure it out when I get there. <laughs> Just do what you got to do, right? But I felt that for him. I'm like, yo, someone's in there giving surgery. You're the assistant. And I'm already, like, blown away by his abilities. Because there are times when I'll need something and he'll just hand it to me. I don't even ask for it. I'm like, how the hell you do that? And he'd be like, it's part of my job, man. I like to read minds? Yeah, actually. <laughs> it is. He just kind of knows. It's crazy. And then one day I said to him, we're getting nice, we're getting saucy. And I'm like, I feel that way about you. How the hell do you get up on three, four hours of sleep and go in there and do your job? Because if I'm you, I'm giving the wrong tools. It's really going to be a game of operation in that bitch. I'm, eh, eh, eh. I mean, I'm handing you scissors at the wrong time. And he's like, nah, you know what it is? Honestly? And I said, what? And I thought he was going to give me some science. I was ready. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no lie. And I looked at him and I said, what? Fam, you don't have the kind of job where you can say that. I promise you, though, that's what it is. I don't give a fuck. And I said, see, takes me back. I said, the teachers, the therapists, they get drunk and high just like we do. This is that moment. I'm like, fam, you got a different job than I do. He's like, no, I don't. What we both do is important. People rely on you the same way people rely on me. I said, no, people rely on me to laugh. People rely on you to live. There is a bit of a difference. He said, yeah, but if I went in there, anxious, tired, worried, depressed, any of that. I can't do my job. So what I have to do is not give a fuck. Doesn't mean that I'm being irresponsible. Just ain't really thinking about it like that. It is what it is. I said, what? Like, yeah, as long as no one dies, nothing bad happens, I'm cool. I'm just going in and do what I got to do. I'm tripping because I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. Simone Biles at the Olympics, a lot of pressure. This man handing the tools to someone who has an entire human life in their hands, literally, a lot of pressure. Me talking to y'all right now, a little different. He told me, no, it's not. Look at when you do comedy. You go up there in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people, whatever it is, and you don't know if your jokes are going to work. You don't know what's about to happen, but you take your ass out there. And if you sit there and give yourself so much anxiety, what's going to happen? I said, I'm probably 
going to talk myself out of doing it or talk myself into a bad show. He said, exactly. So what do you do? I said, I don't think about it. He said, exactly. It's the same damn thing. It's what I do. I don't think about it. I don't give a shit. So I said, essentially, you believe in yourself so much that you don't even really allow yourself to worry. He said, that's a better way to put it. But I look at it like I said, I don't give a shit. I said, okay, it's fine. However you see it. The point is, doesn't really matter at the end of the day what you're facing, what you're dealing with. The key to it all is to not give a shit. Not to the point where you would fail at what you do, to the point where you're just not concerned with other people, their opinions, or all the things that could go wrong. Because you're in the moment, life is good, and that's it. And I looked at him and I said, you know, that's kind of wild because I'm going through that right now where I'm trying to get to that level of I don't care. I don't care what that person thinks of me. I don't care what that person thinks of me. I am me. I am great. And that is all that there is to it. How do you get there? What helped you get there? And he looked at me, no lie, and he said, cancer. And I said, what? He said, well, I had cancer once. It was the longest six months of my life. Wasn't sure what was going to happen. Thank God. I beat it. Good now. But in that six months, the lesson I took from it was that. Life is precious. I don't give a shit. And I said, well, I have to find another way to that lesson. With all due respect, I'd like my GPS to avoid tolls and that. But I was blown away because God forbid, right? It takes that for anyone to learn that lesson. But for him, that's what it took. What is it going to take for you? What is it going to take for me? Because somehow it's got to stop. Somehow you have to get to that point. And something inside of me says if I played Operation Today, and I didn't give a shit. I'd be a lot better at it. Who's next? All right, let's get into question of the week. This came up the other day, and I thought about this. And I'm just curious if it's only me. Am I the only person who actually counts the words when someone says, hey, I have five words for you? You know what I mean? Like if someone runs up and be like, hey, I got five words for you. Go get that money, bitch. Like, I'll actually sit there and count them. Go get that money. Yeah, that's five. All right. Like, I'm letting them in the club or some shit. Like, (laughs) I don't know if this is just a me thing. I'm curious. I count every time. And it's been times somebody has been wrong, and I've had to tell them because I count it. Yo, that's six. Oh, well, you know what I meant. And then I feel like an ass because, like, that didn't... It wasn't necessary, but I count. Just say your sentence. Don't say how many words is in it if you're not sure. Just give me the sentence. Then I'll have nothing else to focus on. But once you tell me how many words are in it, well, I want to feel like I'm not being lied to. So I count. I know. Virgo shit. Never mind. Who's next? Sick old award. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just air. Hey, so cool. All right, sick award this week goes to none other than the baby. Um, yeah, the baby is sick, man. Said some things. Google it if you're not aware about the LBGT community. Not cool. Um, listen, I don't think what he said was necessary and it was wrong, but that's obvious. Everyone has talked about that. I don't need to. What bothers me more than that even is at what point do people really start putting actions behind their words? At what point? Do people actually mean what they say? Because when situations like this happen, Dua Lipa is the perfect example. I'm sure Dua Lipa doesn't 
agree with what the baby said. Why would she? Dua Lipa put him on a song. And now that he's come out and said what he said, she has separated herself from him. Fine. Some people will say she's a culture vulture. She only put him on her song in the first place because he was the hottest black artist. It's probably true, but that's also how the music industry works. And then once he said what he said, she separated herself from him. I'm not mad at the separation. I'm just mad at the time. Truth of the matter is, the baby kind of been toxic his entire career. This ain't really new. Falls in line with what I said earlier about Simone Biles. Are people failing to do research here? It seems as if people show us exactly who they are. And it just takes a whole lot for y'all to finally believe them for some reason. Because while it seems as if someone is trending and being canceled, if you go to their social media profile, they still usually have millions of followers. So are they really being canceled if there's still millions of people who follow and support them? If everybody is so mad, how do these artists continue to still have such a huge following? Someone's lying. The baby been the baby. Don't let his name fool you. He wasn't born yesterday. I ain't gonna sit here and go into the things he's done because I'm no hater, but they're there. This ain't new. This man showed us who he was. Now all of a sudden, everybody's in an uproar. Why? Because everyone else is in an uproar? They wasn't in an uproar before. All of the support still seems to be there until the masses tell you not to support anymore and all of a sudden, sheep mindset. Now you have to follow. That's getting corny. In this microwave era where everybody is so upset for three days and then on to the next thing. If you're really upset, be done with somebody. Lil Nas X, perfect example. One week he's the villain. Next week he's the hero. Then he's the villain. Then he's the hero. (laughs) I mean, what even matters anymore? What's real? Are y'all really mad or nah? Someone's following him. Someone's supporting him. Did y'all see the show? I'm sure he'll do another show to be that many people there. They said Takashi 69 is done in this town. What town? Man, selling venues out left and right. And the same thing can be said for a whole lot of other people who have done toxic things. I'm not certain what's real anymore. Yes, what the baby did was wrong. What he said was wrong. He should have never said it. It was unnecessary and it was ignorant. And if we're being honest, somewhat of a generational curse. A lot of the generations before ours thought this way. Thought in certain ways that are simply not acceptable today. And they shouldn't be. Because times change and people should evolve. Maybe no one's ever taught him. Maybe he's not willing to learn. I don't know. I'm not close enough to him to know the difference. But if you're going to be mad, be mad for real. Don't be fake mad. Don't be mad because Twitter tells you to be. Pay attention to who you're putting on your songs. Pay attention to who you're dealing with. It shouldn't take millions of people to tell you. You ain't got to go to the library and find an encyclopedia today. It's Google, fam. The same way you text somebody and go, hey, what's this mean? You could have Googled it. It's the same exact process. Use your smartphone with your dumb ass. <laughs> so while I don't necessarily think that Dua Lipa jumping on it at the time that she did is dope, of course I understand why she had to. I also don't think that what the baby said was dope. But, hey, these people show you who they are. So why is everyone so shocked when it's in your face? It's been there. You just wasn't paying attention. So who do we really hold accountable at this point? Is it the artist that continues to simply be themselves? Or is it the people who support them regardless 
just to be fake mad when everyone else tells them they should be. Who's really at fault here? I don't know. Who's next? Moment of the week. I had this moment with my cousin, Tavon, and I also had this moment with Jade from Jade and Mo 3 to 7, 7 Monday through Friday, where I simply asked, if someone had a gun to you and they told you, give me your best talent right now or I'm going to kill you, what would you pull out? What is the one thing you can do? You're so talented at it that no one can tell you different. And I had no idea how character-defining this question would be, but if you want to know some things about your friends and family, ask them this question. Because I found out really quick what some of the people close to me think of themselves and what they believe they're good at. And I'm just going to give two examples because I have some more people to ask. But Jay told me I'm going to shake my eyes. And I said, wait, what? You mean your ass? She said, no, Mo, my eyes. I said, you're going to shake your eyes. That's what you're going to do. And she said, yeah. And she got up, she came around the table, and she shook her eyes. She shook the shit out of her eyes. I've never seen anything like it. I don't even know how to describe it to you. Like her eyes went left to right, left to right, right to left, came back, zing, zing, dip, dip, hezzy, hezzy, back up, jumper, ready to play defense. It was the, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I said, holy shit, you're going to live. They're going to let you live. That's actually a talent. I thought she was tripping at first, but that's a talent. Then I asked my cousin Tavon, what's your talent? He said, I don't know, man. I said, I'm pretty sure that's, that's uh, going to get you killed, man. He said, all right, well, I'll just do push-ups. I said, whoa, what? It's not a talent, Hercules. I mean, what are you going to do, like 3,000 in a minute or something? Nah, man, I'm just going to do push-ups. That's what I'm good at. I said, well, you got a long life ahead of you, brother. Unless you're going to be all you can be somewhere. Well, you know of an arm wrestling competition that's giving out $2 million for second place. I don't know exactly what kind of life you intend to have. At that moment, I realized I really don't have a lot of talented people around me. <laughs> Just push-ups and eye-shaking. It's not the kind of party I'd like to be at, but hey. You play the cards you dealt. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. I was thinking to myself, man, you ever want to go back, especially if you're a hip-hop fan or just a fan of music, period. You ever want to go back to that time when artists didn't talk? You know, like it's a lot of people always say these athletes and these rappers and these entertainers, they should talk. If you have a platform, you should use it. Use your voice. Michael Jordan didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. Maybe it was for the better. Have you heard some of those Michael Jordan stories? The Gatorade commercial wouldn't have hit the same. Sometimes I dream. My ass. Mike is an asshole. That he is me. Nobody wants to be that guy. Bum, ba dum, bum, bum. No. Space Jam wouldn't have hit the same. Wouldn't hit the same. But that Mike had to talk. Some of these athletes and entertainers should just be athletes and entertain. Y'all want them to talk. And then when they start talking, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he would say that. That ain't what he signed up for. What do y'all want? You can't have it both ways. You want them to talk, you want them to shut up. Force them to talk. They start talking and you wish they would have just shut up. That's your fault now. I don't want them to talk. I want to go back to the old days before Twitter and all that when you would just hear rappers rap. That's it. Bro, go to your shows, do your song, and go sit your ass down. You ain't got to do all that talking. That's not what you do. 
This world of everybody has to talk. Everybody has to have a platform. No, you don't. Who's next? Quote of the week. Caring about what people think of you is useless. Most people don't even know what they think of themselves. That is a fact. Stop running around caring about what people think of you, man. It's never going to get you anywhere. You got to live in the moment. You never know which day is your last. So why would you spend another moment caring about what people think? What they think of you is none of your business. I kind of had a moment today. You know, I was sitting there looking at my TikTok, and I saw that I had, I think, 7,000 followers, and I had like 22,000 after I released the cancer video. And a lot of my friends were hitting me like, yo, this is going crazy. The video's at 700,000, 800,000. You got 20,000 followers. And I was like, about time. <laughs> and come on, man, I got to get to a million before. I can celebrate. I got to get to 100,000 followers before I can celebrate, which is cool, right? You always want to be humble. You always want to be ambitious. You always want to feel like you could do more. At the same time, that mindset will keep you from ever stopping or smell the roses. Because as much as I always go to, damn, I'm not at 100,000 yet. I just got like 20-something thousand followers in a day. I got 800,000 views in a day. There was a time when I would, I would have loved to have 100 followers. 1,000 views in a day would have made me feel so inspired. And now you get 800 and you say, damn, it ain't a million. Damn, 20,000 in two days, I ain't do 50. I don't know about y'all, but that's me. And that's not necessarily living in the moment. As much as it's great, like I said, to always want to do more, sometimes you got to truly stop and go, holy shit, look at where I've come. For just a second, stop worrying about where you're going and just look at where you've come. For a lot of us, it's damn near a miracle. For real, when you really think about it. And everybody ain't going to always be there to give you your flowers. Sometimes you got to give them to yourself. And that's okay. Because whether somebody buy you flowers or you buy them for yourself, they smell the same. Ain't no different. How you choose to enjoy them is how you choose to enjoy them. But damn it, sometimes you got to stop and smell the roses. Live in the moment. As always, it's been a pleasure kicking it with y'all. I appreciate you for listening. I look forward to it every week. If you're a fan of mine, I'm a fan of yours. You love me, I love you. Till next time, y'all be good. Next week, bitches. Yo, I walked into the bathroom, and one of the radio stations were playing in the building, and no lie, like when I walked in, all I heard was, the black ones are not that aggressive. No, it's the white ones. Yeah, yeah, the black ones don't really bite so much. It's the white ones you really got to worry about. The black ones are typically cool. And I said, what the fuck? What have I walked into? I mean, part of me was happy because I'm like, well, at least they're saying good things about us. I guess it could be worse. But like, why... Are they even having this conversation and referring to us like this? So while I was standing there in the moment, not exactly sure just what the hell I was going to do, 
One of them said, wow, I never knew this much about black tip sharks. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. If you need a rainbow, I got a skittle. I'll preach it like a Malcolm if you let me in the middle. Let me work. Damn it, I just want to work. Followed by that pride, you need to let that out. I ain't who you let inside. You ain't never had a lover, a lover like me. Girl, I waited, you could bet it ain't no cover like me. I'ma work the middle till there's nothing left. I'ma make you feel alive, baby. I do it to death. You and him and something false. You need something true. That feeling gotta be older. You need something new. Let me get it, let me get it. Cause I'll do something with it. That relationship is toxic. You gon' quit it if I hit it. And that dress you in is woo. You fit it how you fit it. I could give you all you need. And I'm with it. If you with it, I I got proof that I'm on your mind But you still growing that truth It's gonna come with time But I promise ain't a lot So I'm hoping you don't waste it You've been searching for a rainbow And damn it, girl, I can taste it And I'm If you got a rainbow, I got a skittle I'll preach it like a Malcolm If you let me in the middle